quickly say something controversial. <laughs> Hello and welcome back to the Final Politics Podcast. This is episode number 43 and I'm delighted to say I am joined once again by Samuel Howard. How are you? I'm great, mate. How are you? I'm, I'm really good, yeah. How, how's your week been so far? How's work been? It's quiet this week because it's um, still recess, so just working from home. So. Working from home? Bit of WFH? Yeah. I mean, yes, I want to play some golf. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> Rather than actually work, so yeah, fun times. Shocking. Liam, what are you about you, mate? How are you? You doing work? I hope Sam didn't borrow a laptop off his boss that he's currently working for to take <laughs> home. But yeah, I'll be checking the hard drive on that, Sam, before you took <laughs> yeah. that on, mate. Yeah, I'm very well, mate. No working from home for me, mate. I only uh, I only work hard, pal. Oh yeah. Working hard or right. O'Shea earlier, didn't you? You are? Did you have a phone call of John O'Shea earlier? Oh yeah, yeah. 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 I actually did, yeah. He's a nice guy. John, nice. if you're listening, mate. Hope you got your query sorted. He's not listening. <laughs> John, if you're listening, mate, I hope that bank account on the, in the Cayman Islands is all right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> right. What are we drinking, lads? What we what have we got? Sam, what have you got, mate? So last night was a heavy one. I probably had one too many beers. I did drinking a beer tonight. It was horrendous. So um, I go with the Inches apple cider. Inches. I tried it before. Something um, you lack. That. Yeah, so I thought, you know, it could help out. Um, Get a few inches. Yeah, it's really it's really good. Very nice. Glad you're enjoying it. Liam, what about yourself, mate? Going back to my roots, mate. I'm on a can of Stella. <laughs> Your roots are are what? Central Drive Blackpool special, mate. Four cans of Stella for three quid back when I was 12. About when you were 12? <laughs> Probably explains a lot about why you're so fucked up, to be honest. All right, it's only for that, mate. We're only episodes have just started. <laughs> At least I'm just settling. Oh, I've got the juicy bit, yeah? Just... Anyway... Um, I'm drinking a Thatcher's Thatcher's Rose cider. Go on, say it, say it. Go on, say something. Say something. I've not got anything to say to that, mate. Not a word. It's nice. It tastes nice. I drink alcohol that tastes nice. All right. Is there a problem? It's 2021, mate. Drink what you want. Thank you. There's Thank no you. stigma around drinks anymore. It's fine. Right. Okay. Let's talk a little bit about. Our friends, joking, well, actually our friends, the Metropolitan Police. So, obviously, last week, um, we had... Oh, voice went a bit okay. funny there. We had, uh, we had Wayne Cousins. Uh, he was sentenced to life for uh, the rape and murder. Was, was it rape and murder? I want to just double-check that yeah. one. Yeah, for the rape and sure. murder yeah. of yeah. Sarah Everett. So, the Met Police have had a lot of... A lot of criticism around this, rightly so, obviously. And the way they've handled it has had a lot of criticism um, as well. It's obviously sparked a debate. The, the event when it happened sparked a debate and the, the debate has been sort of reignited by the sentencing, as as is usually the case. Um, but what stuck out to me is how horrendously the Met have actually handled this entire thing. Like, the... the for those who don't know, the advice they've given to women who are approached by a lone police officer is to call the police. So if you're approached by a police officer, call the police. One makes no sense. Or they also said, uh, flag down a bus um, because buses are notorious for being uh, always there and always on time as well. 
for one, but it's safe for two. Um, just absolutely insulting advice. And it seems they're doing everything they can to, I don't know, try and deflect from the fact that ultimately this was a failing of their police force. You know, Wayne Cousins was nicknamed among his colleagues. He was nicknamed the rapist. That was his nickname. Imagine being his colleagues now, knowing what he's done. I hope they struggle to sleep at night. I honestly do. But knowing the kind of people that they probably are, I doubt they do. Do we know how he got that nickname? He got that nickname, I think, because there had been sexual harassment or sexual assault oh. charges against him before. Brilliant. But it seems with the Metropolitan Police, um, and maybe not just the Met Police, but of any other police force, that when you do something like this, you should get a slap on the wrist and say, don't do it again, son. Um, they're out of the streets trying to get everyone else. Yeah, more, need, more needs to be done, 100%. Liam, what was, what was your sort of thoughts on, on the handling of this by, by the Met Police? Um, to be honest, I can't even put it into words just how like ridiculous it is. I, like, I saw something the other day as well that, that sort of put it into perspective when it was like one of the things that they said was if you're approached by a police officer and you don't trust them, simply run away and all this. That's me, running, that's me running away from all police officers then. Can, can you imagine, someone put this into perspective perfectly, can you imagine if a black person did that? Yeah, that is true actually, yeah. If a black person just turned around and ran off. Yeah, immediately someone's immediately, whipping the I fucking... I do not trust the situation and ran off. Yeah. What would happen? Like Anything could happen. Mm. Um, it's just so naive what they're saying as well. I, I, like To be honest, I, I can't even put into words how stupid what they've said is. Yeah, I don't know what to say about it because of how just utterly absurd it is. All it does is show that they have a complete lack of trust in their own workforce mm. to say these things in the first place. Yeah, this is all that's true, actually. Yeah, got no carry on. Another thing that I saw as well was when the Harold Shipman thing happened in Manchester where he killed all those people, the NHS literally reformed everything to do with patient care because of one bad apple, because of one person. Clearly, all that most doctors have died. It's different with the police as well. Like, you look at doctors. You don't think, oh, they're a bunch of dickheads. You might get the odd doctor like Harold Shipman, who's cl clearly crazy. But dots in general have a good name. Whereas the police, it's the other way around. Like most people have a bad perception of the police. Mm. And yet when it happened with Harold Shipman as one just lunatic in the NHS, they reformed the whole system to change, to protect people. But when it's you get countless police officers who are doing these things, like I saw that, um, Sam's favourite MP, Nadia Whitman, said the other day, she called Whitman Whitmore. You know about Whitman. I thought it was Whitmore until I saw her door and I was like, oh, it's Whitman, not Whitman. Yeah, Nadia Whitman. She she said that it was like over 800 allegations against sec for sexual assault against police officers in the past 10 years. Which is disgusting. It's it's not just one bad allegation against one person. It's yeah. multiple. And yeah. it's like, they just keep sweeping it under the carpet and not mm. doing anything about it and just being like, oh, well, you should do this. It's like victim shaming and victim blaming. Oh, well, if you feel scared as a woman, you should do this, you should do this. Why don't you turn around and actually try and address this? The NHS can do it for one lunatic doctor. The police can do it for hundreds of lunatic police officers who are clearly exploiting their power to oppress women and take advantage of uh, vulnerable people. It's disgusting. It's completely disgusting. And the fact that nothing has been done about it and they just refuse to do anything about it, just it beggars belief. Mm. This is the thing as well. It's, it's very much about... Um, you know, you, what what women need to do. This is what you need to do if you're a woman. This is your responsibility. This is what you need to do. Um, why isn't it just our responsibility to stop 
stop being violent against women and stop attacking women? Why is it not our responsibility to educate better about these issues? Um, especially among, you know, young, young men. And obviously I'm not saying that it's, uh, it, you know, back to this whole argument, you know, it's, um, it's not an issue. You know, the, the average, the average man on the street doesn't think, Oh yeah, I'm going to, you know, sexually assault, you know, rape and murder a woman. Quite obviously it's not what we're saying here, but it even goes back to little things that, um, you know, people do like when, you know, even if you like your mates being a bit creepy in a club, stuff like that, just like minor levels, like sexual harassment, it might seem like it's nothing, but I think it's important to actually just be like, actually, it's not, not really funny. It's not really, not really cool. And not, you know, it doesn't make you look like a good person. I think that's because that can be where it starts. You know, it can start with little things. Obviously, you know, Wayne Cousins, like we said, he, um he had sexual harassment uh, thing. I think it was for, I could be wrong, but I think it was for like indecent exposure. So I think it was getting his, getting his cock out or something. Um, started at that, which I is, you know, is obviously sexual, sexual harassment, you know, and sexual assault. Um, but it's not as bad, obviously. And it goes on to what he ended up doing. And so I think it's important to nip this kind of thing in the bud and actually stop shifting the blame on women. Like we say, you know, victim blaming, because actually it's, why should women, have to go out and think about taking all these preventative measures. Why should women have to go out and be scared of the one body who is supposed to be protecting them? And the, that's the police force. Why should they be, why should they be getting told by the Met police and Crusader Dick and all these people? Why should they be getting told and the government? Um, oh, you know, don't if you see a lone police officer run away, that's mental. You should you should look, be able to look at the police and say right I'm safe now. The police are the last people they're bottom of the list of people that you should be afraid of, uh, based on their role to serve and protect people. It's it's just yeah like we say it's completely mental. Um, and we need to do more. Um, I think as as a society to stop making this w- the problem of women and actually flip it back to this is men's problem. This is not a woman's problem. Women do not deserve this. Women do not need to, should not be having to alter their lives uh, to prevent, you know, being attacked by men. That is ridiculous. We should actually be doing quite the opposite. Um, obviously encouraging women to be safe, 100%, um, because ultimately there are always going to be some lunatics out there. That's just the world we live in. There's always going to be one or two absolute lunatics. But at the moment, it's not just one or two. Sexual assault, sexual harassment happens all the time far too often and that's where the problem lies with us as men to deal with this issue do you not think as well like just just to make it even more ridiculous what the police have said if you replace the word police with the word psychopath if you if you see a psychopath in the street and feel scared run away if you see a psychopath in the street and they make you feel uncomfortable flag a bus down these are the sort of things that you would say to a woman if they were scared of some absolute lunatic in the street. If you see an axe-wielding maniac. Exactly. If you saw like <laughs> yeah. Axe, yeah, if you saw an axe-wielding maniac in the street, run away as fast as you can. You shouldn't be saying this about the people who are literally paid to protect the public. It's no, just it utterly absurd, like, what they've said. And to be honest, I, w- I must say as well, lads, I feel like us as a podcast have missed a trick a little bit this week. I feel like we should have tried to get a woman on do you know what yeah i actually i was thinking this when i was writing the plan i was genuinely but i wrote the plan this morning and i thought fuck it's short notice but i would encourage people if you want to hear a woman's perspective on this issue we did do an episode on it um 
when it happened, when Sarah, the week after Sarah Everett was murdered and killed, we did do an episode on it. I did that with my housemate at the time, Grace. And that is called Educate Your Son. Don't know what number it is, but it's called, I know it's called Educate Your Son. So find that and listen to that if you want to hear, because she gives some really important perspective. And, but yeah, I do think it, it can sound a bit like, but I think it's important actually to use our platform because our demographics are like 76% male. Like I can see all like the little demographics. I can see the age, I can see the demographics, like the genders. And yeah, it's it's like over three quarters male. So, you know, this is a message that we need to get across to... to episode 12. Episode 12. Thank you, Sam. <laughs> um, this is, you know, fucking hell, was it like long ago? Jesus. Um, but yeah, this is, this, this is a message that we need to get across to people like men, you know. Lads, if you're on a night out with your mates and they're being fucking weirdos to women just be like nah but you know what i mean just just tell them because there's no place for it at the end of the day it's it's doesn't it's not funny to watch i don't think unless you're a weirdo um yeah it's not funny to watch your mate you know make a woman feel uncomfortable what's the point in ruining someone's night uh you wouldn't you wouldn't do it to anyone else you just like to do it to girls because you know they're probably not going to smack you you wouldn't go up to like a massive six foot built like a brick shithouse geezer and start like poking him in the fucking abs and being like, oh yeah, come on in, mate, come on in. Because you know that how that would end. The only reason these geezers pick on women is because they know that they're not probably nine times out of 10, uh, either just going to give them the cold shoulder and they'll move on to the next one or just not say anything at all. Well, I don't get how these people think, how these weird, it's, you know, like when you're driving, a guy's driving a van and he like honks the horn. It, does he think he's going to pull doing that? Does he think it's going to... It's mental. Yeah. Like ta- how many up. times has that actually ever worked in the history of mankind? Never. Or human well, he's like, oh, I've hopped the horn and next to her, no, we're sleeping together. like, well, fuck off, you just yeah, been like, No one has ever said that. That has never worked. That, that's, yeah, that never starts. Whenever when it, There's never been a kid sat at a dinner table with his parents and been how like, do you meet? so, mum, dad, how did you meet? And she goes, well, I was walking down the high street and then your dad came along in a transit van, beeped his horn and said, oh, get your beps out, love. And then I just <laughs> fell for him right there yeah. and then. I knew he was the one. <laughs> yeah, absolutely yeah, unreal, isn't it? Happen. And even to what you're saying before, like, if you're on a night out, <clears throat> you can tell if, like, say if you're at a bar, you catch eyes with a girl or whatever, you can tell straight away if they're interested or not, even if yeah. you just say something and they're just like, yeah, whatever. Straight away, you just know that they're not interested. Yeah, so yeah. I wouldn't then be like, I'm going to now be a weirdo and try and, like, act inappropriately, obviously. Yeah, yeah. You can detect mm-hmm. vibes straight away. Yeah, I mean, if you go on a night out, get chatting to a girl and she's into you, happy days, you've done well on a night out, well done to you. But then if, if they're not into it, don't then try and force the issue because you've yeah. been a fucking creep. Yeah, that's the thing, obviously. You're not, not saying, you know, don't go up to uh, don't go up to women in nightclubs, but, you know, unless you're thick as pig shit, you've got enough common sense to know whether you're wanted there or you're not wanted there. Um, so, when yeah. Get, when a bloke gets angry for a, a girl, Pete, turning that's, that's the problem, right? Some some just, lads don't what? can't don't hear the word no, and this is the problem with it. They don't hear it. They just they keep pushing and pushing and pushing because they don't like being told no. I don't know what it is, and I I've known some lads who are like it. Don't really know them anymore, but I, it's so so strange to have this like weird like inferiority complex where like if a girl rejects you, you just absolutely like melt and you can't take it. Just leave them alone. If they're not interested, let them enjoy their night. No point. Absolutely no point. And, you know, like I say, if you see your mates engaging in this kind of weird behaviour, then tell them, tell them. Because all it takes, to be fair, is someone to go. Because part part of it, yeah, part of it is a show to like their mates, isn't it? Like, I can't count how many times I've been in the club with some, with like, 
someone he's been like, oh yeah, I'm gonna go and try and pull watch this, and I'm like, all right, yeah, whatever, go on then. Um, and then they don't. All it takes is for them to for them to be told by their mates, actually, mate, just shut the fuck up and get on with your night. You know what I mean? It's literally all it takes. And that could honestly, it sounds like nothing, but it could probably be the difference between someone, you know, thinking this behavior is acceptable and that going on and snowballing into something that's a lot worse, or them actually just saying, yeah, to be fair, it's not funny. My mates don't think I'm cool because I'm doing it. Girls aren't going to like me if I'm doing it. What's the point? You know what I mean? It's, 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 it's one of them. Um, but yeah, going back to the point as well, you know, the Met Police handled this horrendously. Like we say, completely laughable. Um, yeah, I think that's the main points. One, Met Police are shit. Two, stop blaming women for violence against women. That's weird. Three, make sure your mate's getting told. Make sure you're telling them and make sure you're watching out for it. Even if they're not your mates, even if you just see some random gimp in a club having a go and mate, you know, just, just you know what I mean? I'm not saying that women rely on men to protect them, but the problem is with us to tell fellow men that actually stop it, you know? You're fucking creep, mate. Exactly, exactly. So Ain't cool. Me, me and Libby have been having a talk for you. Uh, yeah, swear down. Yeah, mate. I'm I'm always I'm always uh, I'm always going up to girls in clubs, me. I've been in an eleven month relationship, you knobhead. Um <laughs> Amazingly. Anyway, yeah, to be fair, I'm I'm still quite I'm still quite stunned. But yeah, I think that's probably enough that we've said about that. But like I say, if you want to hear if you're sitting there thinking, Oh, it's just three geezers talking about this, absolutely fair enough, because I completely get that. We can't we can sympathize, we can't empathize. I completely get that. Um, so yeah, like we said, go back and listen to episode 12. That was called Educate Your Son. And that was with Grace, one of our housemates from last year. She she puts it very nicely. Uh, anyway, we'll move on to talk about a tweet of the week. So, Samuel, have you got a tweet of the week for us, sir? I do, I do. Hi, I'll, I'll just play it. It's a video. Okay. Mm, build back batter. Boris Johnson say build back batter. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or we've got him say build back butter. Which is also a good one. It looks like Connor's frozen. No, I haven't. I'm just listening. You haven't, you haven't played build back butter? I have. Mate, you've <laughs> frozen so far. I didn't hear it. There's going to be a lot of uh, editing for you tonight, mate. Your fucking Wi-Fi's fucked. I'm on the hotspot. Anyway, can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah. I'm now, yeah. Go on. So, if Bill Back Butter, Butter, the favourite one is a Bill Back Bitter, where he's had a nice sip of bitter ale. Bill Back Bitter. There we go. Bit of a weird I PR campaign, wasn't PR it? T- I don't know what, yeah, I don't know what his PR team was on about. Like, what? Mm. How he just looks like a fucking oddball. He is an oddball, oddball though. Oddball. Yeah, but this is the thing, though. Like, I feel like his PR team are quite funny because some, not not funny. They're quite clever because they think they know people think he's just like, oh, this funny man with like funny hair, <laughs> and they see him, they see him doing shit like that, and it just makes him sound just like makes it even more. He's yeah, like, oh, yeah, look yeah. at him, he's Brilliant. so bizarre, haha. <laughs> he's I mean, so harmless. The best shout. Like we're all fucking it still gets. I mean, it's built that bitter, but yeah. yeah. To be fair, it's a bit weird. Anyway, Liam, tweet of the week. My tweet of the week is. Zero bottle dons. 
offering a lad on his own out thinking they're solid. Didn't want to know when I asked him. And a picture of you with an MJ dog basically saying that you're a bit of a naughty gun. <laughs> I must admit it made my week, man. We should have screenshot some of the tweets. That's something Milton's drunk replies to those tweets. Bunch of dresses, mate. <laughs> <laughs> no comment. You can always tell when Milton's had a few and he's subscribed for his Twitter. It's just like him just loading abuse at people. Like, I can tweet every you, 20 minutes. Yeah. Saturday was a Saturday was a was a, a weird day. <laughs> Very weird day. But yeah, we are now the zero bottle dons, uh, apparently. <laughs> I could take that. I, I mean, it's a load of shit, but I'll take it. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Call him out. Call him out. Tell him I nah, really I can't be asked. Nah, Not on here. It's, there's no place. There's no place for that. There's no place for that. Um, but yeah. Is that actually your tweet of the week as well? Definitely. It's the best tweet I've seen in ages. <laughs> You're a twat. <laughs> okay. Uh, my tweet of the week was, so obviously uh, Facebook went down and that, didn't it? Uh, on Monday or Tuesday, whenever it was. So, um, yeah, basically, I found someone put, oh, for anyone who's missing Facebook, I've got some of the best, like, Facebook statuses that there is. Um, and you know, like, on Facebook now, you can put, like, a status up and you can have it with, like, a background with, like, like emojis or something in it. You know what I mean? Have you? Yeah, 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 yeah you can. Don't know how, but you can. Um so anyway, someone's put um, a status up. There's four of these. So someone's put a status up. It's with great sadness in my heart that my 49-year-old son Shane died this morning. And the background is the crime with laughter faces. <laughs> <laughs> this one. Uh, I have been accused of being a racist at work. Uh, the background is balloons. <laughs> Um, <laughs> this one just a message on someone's timeline Amy happy Easter our brother has bone cancer call me brilliant <laughs> this one I think is the funniest um, my husband is dying it's so hard to watch and it's got the heart eyes emojis <laughs> <laughs> hey, Facebook is such a cesspit of idiots isn't it? yeah I know <laughs> I've ever seen was that guy who took his mum to watch Arsenal. Uh, yeah, take just taking my mum up the arse. What a result. Great result, yeah. <laughs> mm. Mate, you know that second tweet you put the second one you put out was uh well you read was uh, about being five being racist at work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My um one of the guys at my dad's work got suspended pending investigation because he went up to the he went to the cafe in the office and ordered a black Americano. Yeah, and, every, and like the person, one of the persons in the queue complained about it to like <laughs> for higher ups, and he got he was suspended pending investigation for being racist at work for ordering a black americano. For having a black americano, yeah. <laughs> How how's that racist? It's just coffee in it. Yeah, it's just a coffee without milk. Jesus, fucking mugs. Man. That's a bit weird. Yeah. Well, there you go. Hope hope his investigation looks favorably upon him. Um, like I said, Facebook, Twitter. Not Facebook, not Twitter. Facebook, Instagram, and WhatsApp all went down this week um, for about, I don't know, six hours, I think it was. Um, So that got me thinking. Uh, If you could delete one politician's social media forever, who? Uh, And if you could keep just one politician's out of all of them, who would it be? 
Uh, Sam, have you had any thoughts on this, mate? I so go with. I think, I think now. I, think I on, think on your feet. I think on my feet. I bring back Trumps because that was just funny. You bring back Trump. Yeah. So if you could have one politician, you'd have him. Oh, what? Well, as in, like the only person I. That was see. my question. Yeah. Oh, uh, okay. Maybe not then. But I mean, actually, no, to be fair, yeah, but then, then there's not really any other politicians who you could bring back, to be fair. Trump's the only... No, 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 I was just talking, yeah. Uh, right, let, let, let Liam talk, have a little get. I would think. Oh, fucking hell. Do you know what? I thought Trump was a fucking absolute arsehole, but one thing that you can say about him is his Twitter was fucking hilarious, mate. Like, genuinely, yes. very, it was top... It was like South Park. Like, his quick Twitter <laughs> profile was like an episode of South Park every time I looked at it. So, do you know what? Just for the, the hilarity of it, yeah, you'd have to have Trump back on there. One person, do you know what? The two people that I always used to see on Twitter that I just used to think they need removing permanently have already gone, and that's got to be Katie Hopkins. I know she's not a politician, but she's like, yeah, politically, mm. um, yeah, well, yeah. politically motivated. I say yeah. that loosely. Um, she got chinned off, and then the other one was Tommy Robinson, which weirdly enough, he actually followed me on Twitter. How weird what? is that? Did he? Tommy Robinson, why? I have no idea, but he followed me when I was like. When I was young, he had like 20,000 followers on Twitter and he followed me and he followed me all the way up until I was like, till he got suspended with like 250,000. And it used to be so weird. I used to show, show people at Gaffs, like, mate, you've seen who follows me? Like, it's so, <laughs> so bizarre. Like, that's... I'm like the last person you think he'd follow. I'm not exactly... Yeah. Gonna... You know what that's... I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's someone you don't hear a lot from anymore, isn't it, as well, Tommy Robinson? Yeah, he's, he's, like falling off. Yeah, he's gone off somewhere, hasn't he? Yeah. Okay, I've decided I'll get rid of Lawrence Fox. Yeah, rid of Lawrence Fox. That's actually fair, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Fair enough. Um, Nigel Farage can be painful on there sometimes. I was Anything. gonna say Nigel Farage actually, just because yeah. he or every day he tweets about fucking migrants. I'm like, get an yeah, actual like, life, mate. But equally so with Nigel Farage, although he always tweets about migrants and he is equally like without a doubt one of the biggest twats on there, he has also given us one of the funniest Twitter moments with look who's laughing now. That was pretty funny <laughs> yeah, to Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it depends which way we're looking at Twitter. If we're looking at Twitter from like the ruthless Twitter standpoint that we all have been a come come accustomed to, and people like this, they do actually have their, their odd moments. But if you're yeah. looking at it from like a politically and educated mind, which I'd like to think we all are, <laughs> people like this have to go. Yeah, definitely. When I f- when I first thought of this question, I thought I'd get rid of Claudia Webb, um, who's the MP for like Leicester East or something, um, because she just tweets so much drivel. But actually, um, I I don't think. We should because she's so stupid. It's funny. It is quite funny. Yeah. Like she, she's actually like DM'd people and been like shut up or something like that. Like she's an MP, an actual sitting MP, and she DM's people who like tweet her hate and is like, I yeah, just like shut up. Like she you're, also you're like, in mug and then blocks them. At any opportunity, she'll always play like the right. Like she'll play the race card or the even if it has nothing to do with race. Yeah. Like, she she couldn't pronounce. You no, know, she couldn't pronounce Belarus. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And then she's like, "What? It's because I'm a woman. Oh, it's because I'm because I'm an ethnic minority." So, yeah, oh, it's just no. it's funny that you because it was funny. <laughs> that was funny as well. The, the the moment that stands out for me about her being an absolute donut, um, and it beggars belief how she's actually an MP, like sitting MP, um, is when she was in like a select committee hearing, I think, with and it was Dominic Raab, I think, was yeah representing the government. And it was about Belarus and obviously the whole situation there with like the uh, the alleged uh, fraudulent elections and all that stuff. 
and um, it was her, and she was basically saying, uh, "Oh, what what do you think we should do about Belarus? Like, should we impose? Should we uh, like punish them? Or, like, Dominic Raab was like, "Well, would you want me to? Would you want us to do?" And she was like, "I just want to know what you're gonna do." And he was like, "Well, what do you think we should do?" Oh, I, I don't know. I'm asking you. Like, it's so weird. She was like, "Ah, oh, um." You know, should we not uh, hold them to some sort of international law or something? And it was like they've not actually broken any international law. Um, also, yeah, so it, that was weird. But yeah, I, I was going to say I'd get rid of her, but I think in second four I'd probably keep her just for the just for the just for the pure banter element of it. Yeah. Lawrence Fox is a I didn't even think of him. He is definitely a very very good shout because he his Twitter is a cesspit, absolute. Just, it's awful. I think the worst tweet I've seen him do was when Benjamin Mendy um, got convicted of like sexual assault, rape, whatever. Um, And he tweeted some, he managed to make it about Black Lives Matter. I think he put like, I think he tweeted, he tweeted a link to that article and then captioned his tweet, get kneeling fuckers or something like that. Everyone was just like, Sorry, like what? What? Like, what are you trying? What on earth are you trying to insinuate? There He's definitely for? just like proper racist. Yeah, oh, 100%, 100%. But um, yeah, so I'd probably get rid of Lawrence Fox to be fair. Uh, and yeah, Nigel Farage, I think is a good shout to be honest. I think you took you took two of my good shouts there. But yeah, as as for one person whose tweets I'd always want to see, Zara uh, Sultana for me, I, I absolutely love her. I know you hate her, Sam. Zara Sultana. Well, massively, that massively yeah. like her. I think yeah. um, I would also get rid of um, oh, fucking what's his name, Owen Jones. Owen Jones, fair enough. Yeah, do you know what? I'm at, like, he's like your typical like proper smarmy lefty. He's like a champagne socialist kind of figure. Yeah, proper, he's proper smarmy. Like I hate that. Like I'd rather have a debate with someone. Yeah, and like engage yeah. with them, yeah. even though I'm left or whatever. I'd rather have a debate and engage yeah, with them yeah, and give them yeah. my point of view as a left wing person. With him, it's just like smarm, like talking yeah. down to people. Like, the only time I'll ever talk down to someone is if they are just a complete and utter fuckwit who's like beyond hell. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. They're just that idiotic with what their argument is. It's like you are genuinely not even worth engaging in a conversation with. But he mm. will speak to people who just want to have like a normal conversation with him about it and speak down to them as if they're like subhuman because they yeah. have a different opinion to him. And that, for me, it's one of the main reasons why the left are so sort of like looked down on in this country by the masses, really, just because yeah. of how sneering they are. And yeah. it doesn't do anyone any favours being like that. So yeah. you are actually right. Look, he has like a superiority complex. Yeah, that's exactly which yeah, a lot just, you find that a lot of left people. Yeah. A lot of left people do that. He's got his own podcast actually as well. So um Can you invite him on? No. no. Why not? No. I'd have him on. Would you no. not tell me you would have him on? I would have him on, yeah. Obviously, I've had him on, but he's, he's not going to come on, is he? Times. He's not going to come on, though, is he? He's not there. Sam is amongst them all. He can get people like this on. Yeah, but Owen Jones isn't in the House of Commons. He's pretty, he's loose around. Yeah, but he's usually floating about. He's probably in the toilet, licking the seats in there. <laughs> yeah. So there is, there is a, there is, there is a House of Commons toilet licker. So that could, that could be. <laughs> <laughs> He will stick a pint of politics sticker to his head next time he's in there. <laughs> what makes the piss in near him? They can scan the sticker and listen. Brilliant. Um, right. Conservative Party Conference. We spoke about Labour last week. We'll speak about the Conservatives just because I know Sam feels very passionately about this cause. Um, well, I don't know. You're, you're, yeah. Very passionately. That's I say, okay, mildly passionate. 
Um, I haven't. I, I did. I haven't paid attention to the conference at all. Fucking hell, Sam! I was literally relying on you for this entire uh, section. I watched Bojo's speech today. Okay, tell us about Bojo's speech. He's such a be- he's such a be- better orator, a speaker than Keir Starmer. I'm sorry. Yeah, he probably just, is. I, I probably agree with that. If he's, I mean, there wasn't any heckler just because the party's not nearly as divided as Labour. He went on for 45 minutes rather than an hour and a half. Um, he, he kept he kept saying the bill about better, bill about better, bill about better, which get got a little bit repetitive. Um, no, I think it was a, it was a very good speech. It's a lot easier to do a conference when you're in when you're in power than rather in opposition. Mm. Um, yeah. I think he, he, I mean, he didn't touch on the fuel crisis or anything like all the drivers thing, but that'll be over soon. Yeah. But, yeah. Exciting. I feel like, yeah, I feel like that's the point really. You don't really, once you're, when you're in power, the party conference doesn't really matter as much. It's all just about like you all waving your dicks around being like, hey, yeah. look at me, like we're all in power, having a good time. Whereas when you're in the opposition party, it actually is about more about you announcing your like policy aims and how you're going to get back into power. Um mm. I saw an interesting point from Dominic Raab. Um, second, sec, second mention for Dom, Dominic Raab. Yeah. Um, yeah. Misund- completely misunderstood the definition of the word misogyny. Yeah. Claimed that misogyny, uh, he got asked whether it should be a hate crime or something like that and said, um, no, because there already there's already legislation against uh, women being like discriminated against men and men discriminate against women. Whereas misogyny actually just refers to... Um, you know, uh, yeah, men being asked, discriminated yeah. against women. He was like, is it wrong? And he was like, of course it's wrong. I'm sure he's wrong when it's against women. He's wrong when it's against men. She's like, oh, right. Is that what he said? I think he was, I think he was trying, trying to make, you know, like this whole thing that this whole thing last week was about, can men, uh, or was it have uteruses or something like that? Can men get pregnant? You know that whole drama? Oh yeah. One with Keir Starmer. Did Keir Starmer say something about that? or Something like that. Oh, yeah. I don't know. And then yeah. it just, I think he was trying in his head. He's like, this would be a great response. And then just absolutely cocked it up. Yeah. All right. Is that what you reckon he was trying to do? Do you reckon he was trying, to be, he was like, trying to be like, trying look at me, I'm an inclusive. Yeah. And then just did it completely. <laughs> did just completely yeah, got it tits up. Yeah. yeah, fair enough. I saw um on Boris Johnson and Andrew Marr as well when Andrew Marr called him a liar flat out. He yeah, was just I didn't like, see that. He, well, he, Boris Johnson said that uh, wages have risen or something like that, and Andrew Marr, Andrew Marr just went, "Do you say they have?" No, no, I said which they haven't. Oh right, yeah. Um, Andrew Marr just went, "Well, I have to stop you there because you have actually just lied." Um, <laughs> and, Boris, and Boris Johnson was like, "No, they have risen," and Andrew Marr went, "In real terms, wages have not risen." There is a report from your own, from the Office for National Statistics. There is a report from them that tells you in real terms, wages have not risen. But what I, I sort of was watching it and I don't admire Boris Johnson in, in any way, but the way in which he stuck by his lie was quite admirable. He literally <laughs> he consistently was like, yes, they have. Yes, they have. The data shows as they have. And Andrew Marr was literally like, the Office for National Statistics data tells you this is not true. You're lying. And he was like, well, uh, the data shows that I am right. It was, it was just, oh. I just found it he so spectacular. He started, he started off his speech today by saying, wages have risen. And that was just after you sent me the plan. And I was reading through it. And I was like, I didn't even know that he'd said this. I looked it up and saw that he said yeah. this to Andrew Marr. And I was like, I want yeah. a, a I mean, yeah. speech. He's saying, and wages have risen. I was like, okay. I mean, they have risen. But not in line with inflation. No. Um, so it's actually a cut. 
for any for any listeners who don't know basic economics, economics. <laughs> if if inflation is higher than the pay rise, that means in real terms you've had a pay cut. And I feel almost like I'm being a patronising prick here, but that's because I am. Because these conservatives, sorry Sam, not yourself. I realise that you actually have half a brain. Only half of um, one, because you are still a Tory. Delicious, thank you, man. I like- <laughs> but these Conservatives seem to think and try and lie to people. People seem to laugh up the fact that if it, like, yeah, pay in real terms is a rise. It ain't a rise, lads. We're being dicked, as always. It's a way of manipulating. Both parties are both parties are uh, guilty of this manipulating statistics oh, of course. and arguments. But of course, yeah. but, it's a politician's yeah. thing, you know. Yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely. But um, yeah, with inflation, the cost of the cost of buying is increasing quicker than your wages. Then it is that William said, "You're losing money." Yeah, yeah. I just, I just found it quite amusing how he was like so doggedly standing by the fact that he'd obviously lied, um, and was just he was just there. He was like, "This is my hill. I'm going to die on it." Um, but I guess I'm just falling into the trap of being amused by Boris Johnson. I guess that's kind of what he wants. Um, the thing is, he has, like, at that point, he literally has to stand by that lie just yeah. to save face. If he turned around and said, oh, Archie, do you know what, Andrew? You're right. I have just told a porky. Yeah. Like, it's just never going to happen, is it? He would rather, even though everyone knows he's like, he would rather just gaslight the nation and be like, no, you're all wrong and I'm right because in his head, but I like, notice how that, like some people will be- still believe that. Whereas if you turn around and said, "Yeah, I'm lying," then obviously no one's going to believe it. Is are they? But if he say it, like you'll just always get the like the gammon or whatever. He'll just blindly follow whatever he says. Mm. So him lying about it, they will go, "Well, he's telling the truth, no matter what," because he's stuck by it. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Like, it's like notice. So I didn't hear anything about this Lion Ajumar thing until you mentioned it, Milton Connor, Milton Connor, same person, Milton Connor. Um, <laughs> but. If, imagine if you admitted on Andrew Mars, like, oh shit, mate, fair, yeah, you are right. I have just told a porky. Yeah. That would be it. That would be a headline. Yeah, like, it would that be. Would yeah. be next day, Monday morning, Boris Johnson lies on national TV, admits to lie on national TV. <laughs> and then if it, and then he just, oh, and then everyone else, oh, it's just a politician lying again. If he just doesn't admit to it, so it's fine. Yeah, that is very true. That is very true. Um, but yeah, interest. So nothing, nothing really interesting that you've heard from the Conservative Party conference, Sam. No, I don't think I don't think there is ever any there ever is when you're in a when you're in government. Mm. But you say, it's just a way of just like let's say, look what we've done. Yeah, yeah, what we're yeah. Gonna do. Whereas mm. in my opinion, I go one step further. That there's never anything interesting that any of them have to say anyway, ever. No. Yeah, to be fair, it was in it was in Manchester. It's in Manchester, wasn't it though as well? Oh, yeah, but there's never any really but everyone said there's gonna be these mass protests. But it's, I didn't well, they're pretty, actually pretty hard out. My girlfriend works like round the corner from where the the hotel's staying in. There has been protests. It's just not really been televised. Oh, fair enough. I didn't. I just... She she couldn't get the tram home for like like an hour the other night. Because was that the top? Like... Were they? Where were they doing? Were they doing the top of Oxford Street. Yeah, I can't remember the name of the hotel. She did tell me, but it's like literally around the corner from her work. So okay, you like walked out for some lunch the other day as well, just like on a lunch dinner, on a just... lunch dinner, on a dinner, break. <laughs> on a lunch dinner, on a lunch dinner. Yeah, and she just like walked past, and she just saw that there was there was people out and about, and they have been heckled a lot. Like Manchester, mm. I'm surprised that they have it in Manchester because Manchester's quite like traditional working class, left wing northern city. Oh, it's probably maybe like, that's maybe that's why they're having it specifically for that reason. Then, yeah, yeah, yeah that's what and I think. Maybe, but the thing is, like the core, the core sort of lefties in Manchester, even your old school sort of like centre lefty, older people who were like the miners or whatever, 
who've come from elsewhere or like just old work class people, they, all of them people have a sort of main, uh, same mindset about conservatives in general, even if they're not like these new wave, what yeah, I would yeah. call of lefties that are like more about like being a student, yarn. Oh my God, y'all, social issues, y'all. I'm less about fighting for the working class. Even though they don't affiliate with those people, um, they still are not Tory. Yeah. 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 Dislike. Yeah. Uh, no, it's, um, yeah, I don't know. I, yeah, I guess they had it in Manchester for that exact reason because it's not a traditional sort of conservative area. In 2019, they won so many of those seats up north. Yeah, so yeah, like, yeah. Let's, let's go, we can't then go down south somewhere. Yeah, Jacob Rees Mogg got a bit of shit, actually. I saw that. Yeah, that's what I was about to ask. Did you see that guy with cerebral palsy, like fully called him uh, up? I, yeah, I had to tell, I Yeah, I watched the beginning of it. Um, and I can get what he's saying because he was saying I had to prove. He was like, "Look, I say I had to prove that I had cerebral palsy to yeah. claim these benefits." And then just, yeah. you just look at him. I see. That's one of the main reasons you would never see me as politician. Why? Uh, like just dealing with like. No, it's just I could. You have to maintain such as like, a clear, a, a face. Like a, you have to say face just to be. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I just want to get. I just I couldn't handle a situation like that. I just I'd much rather be like. Walking off and it's like, nope, 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 not my problem, not my problem. Yeah, yeah. Nah, fair enough. Fair One enough. other thing as well, I've been, it, I was hoping you'd ask me about this. I've been itching to say this all day. This is, I'm proper getting my fucking, my red star out at the minute with this one. Uh-oh. So I was hoping you'd ask me about it. Now I'm just going to have to like basically ask myself. So did you see the guy at the traffic cone incident? No. I sent it to you, Sam, with the traffic cone, a guy that, uh, that Ian Duncan Smith got hit with the traffic cone. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, sorry, yeah, sorry. Right, yeah, so anyway, I saw someone on Twitter, like, someone proper, like, kicked this guy's ass on Twitter, but this guy was like, this is absolutely vile, like, the violence, blah, blah, blah. And yes, correct, yeah, no one likes violence and all the rest of it. However, someone replied and said, the way that the media reacts to stuff like this is that this is like abhorrent violence from like a working class person towards like an MP or a former MP mm. or whatever. But whenever the conservatives cut aid towards the bottom people, it's just swept under the carpet. And they, they explain it to put it this way. If you were, if you were like down to your last pennies and you were about to go food shopping and then someone walked up to you as you were about to walk into a shop and just snatched 20 pound out your hand and then walked off, meaning that then you couldn't afford to buy food. That would be seen as like an abhorrent act and outrageous nationwide, regardless of who you are. But when it's done politically and the Conservatives take £20 in that benefit payment, for example, cut that, it's just no one cares. Oh, it's just poor people anyway. And is that not theft from the working man anyway? So, yes, he shouldn't have hit, hit Ian Duncan Smith with the traffic goal. Well, I think he should have, to be fair. It's quite funny. Oh, yeah. It is yeah, Ian Duncan Smith cool. as well, so yeah, can't blame Yeah, true. But, yeah, you know, you know what I'm saying, isn't it? Like, no, that is seen yeah. as, like, an abhorrent act of violence. But that's one person to one person. Yet when a Conservative government does this to endless people and ruins endless people's lives, this is just seen as politics. It's bullshit. Damn. Well, yeah, the cut, the Preaching sister. Cut that was like, well, the 20-pound uplift was always going to be, like, a temporary thing, but... No, 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 no. But then, no, but then, just be like at this point. No, no. You, hey, don't <laughs> me. I've, I've said but four times. <laughs> um, no, but then you shouldn't now be like, right, cool. We're taking it back again. It's it's universal credit. You've got to be able to support these people. They've really Sam, I, Sam, I wish you'd commit to the fact that you just hate poor people. Like you sit on yeah, the fence yeah. so much, I'd you've got so much more. If you just came out and just said. You are a prick, and I. I was defending them. I was saying that you don't. I said the government shouldn't be taking up taking the twenty pound away. But that's not what you think. You're just saying it because you don't want me to come and batter you. Mate, you live up north. Fuck off. You're not getting <laughs> down here. 
It'll yeah, take you five fair. years to get down here because the transport's so shit. You won't be able to afford a house either, to be fair. Hey. Whoa. Whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, what? So that's we, the line, is it? We, we, were joking. Line, no, mate, we were joking around. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's the line. I've gone too far, have I? You've gone yeah. too far, mate. Too far. Okay. okay, right. We'll move on then. <laughs> we'll move on and we'll discuss the... Uh, we'll talk about Fantasy Premier League, Fantasy Football Premier League, Fantasy League. Um, I've, I've said I was going to do updates on this regularly. Haven't. Sorry. If you care, then... I don't know. Probably should get a life. Um, anyway, the Partner Politics League is looking like this. So, top of the league is Ross Leachman... Um, his team is called Modder on the dance floor. Don't know who Modder is. I'm assuming it's a it's a player. Um, don't know who he is to be honest though. Uh, he's got 500 points. Fuck it out. That's pretty good. Second is Sam Wilkes with his team G Sung Park the Bus. Um, and third is Owen Martin, and his team's called Britpop Excellence. Um, yeah, well done to the top three. I am. Where am I? Where are you, boys? 68th. You're 68th. I'm 68th. Yeah. Fuck me. I'm, I'm 69th. I need to. I need to. I care about is beating Wilson, so I'm 65th. That's all I care about. I need to. Have you played your triple captain yet? No, I haven't used any oh. of my things. I've used my wild card. Nah. I got absolutely bummed last week, though. Like, oh, no, I only got 34 points last week. I got 29. Yeah. Last week was a shitter. I got 66 last week. Do you know what? So as well, I forgot to change my team, and I left Salah as captain at home to City because they had like someone terrible the week before. Yeah, so I had him as captain the week before, and I forgot to change the team. Anyway, he got a goal and assist against City, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. you absolute oh, shit house. In it, shit. Shall, shall, shall I go? Shall I go down? Actually, twenty six do... points from Salah, Liam. Shall I do some of the? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what oh, I'm thinking. I'm looking yeah. at the team now. I want to do some of the funniest team names because um, I just sort of like it. I like dishes. Um, so we've Murder got dance floor. Murder on the dance floor Yeah it's a clever one um, The Pfizer Chiefs That's quite a good one <laughs> um, Southgate out Yeah fair enough okay. uh, What else Madeline Milan Madeline Milan that's a classic one uh, Neville wears Prada I like that one Earth Wind and Maguire uh, Who else have we got Wimbledon 89 yeah, big up Ollie Charnock. <laughs> uh, we've got Unprotected FC. Fair enough. Dyslexia, you're not. Ah, it's Dyslexia Untied instead oh. of United. That's quite clever, actually. I quite like that one. Um, my little brother's team's called Dini in a Bottle. That's not Good bad man. from him. Not bad. Uh, Sesk and the City as well. That's another one. <laughs> you know, Blink182. Yeah. You got Blink Wanettos. <laughs> Blink Wanetto. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, there you go. Anyway, um, also last man standing. That came to an end last week after week six. Um congrats, Sam. congratulations to Sam Wright, who won 135 quid to Happy Days. Not not too bad of a prize fund. Um, if you want to get involved with the last man standing, I'm gonna start plugging it um next week. So I'm gonna probably put a post out. Uh, on Monday because it's international break this week so I'm not doing it this week anyway um, finished a quite a nice time actually so yeah if you want to get involved then we'll be advertising it um, but if you hear it off this just DM us let us know because we've got a little group chat going of all the people who still want to be in um, so yeah £5 to enter £5 to enter um, that gets 
put into a massive prize pot. It gets put into my bank account, actually. So it, it does sit in my bank account for ages. Um, and I had accidentally... That's tempting. I had accidentally spent a tenner of it, so I just had to top <laughs> it up last week. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it was, it's because it's on my card. Like It's, it's on a card that no, I don't no, actually yeah. use. You know what I mean? But yeah, it's fine. It's all good. Um, now you're a communist when it comes to the people's money being sat in your bank. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, your money will 100% be safe. And if not, you can feel free to lynch me. Sue. And can- well, you can probably just cancel the podcast and it'd probably ruin our reputation if I stole everyone's money. Um, but yeah, so five pounds to enter. Um, and yeah, basically pick a team every week. You can't pick the same team twice uh, from the Premier League. You have to pick them. If they, if they draw or lose, then you're out. If they win, then you go through to the next round, etc., etc., etc. We did do Premier League and Championship, but I think we might just do Premier League this time around because it maybe will make it hard. I mean, not that it needs to be harder. It only lasted six weeks, but I don't know. I'll see. It might be Championship. I'll see which way the wind blows. Um, shut up, Liam. You don't make the rules. I'm the captain here. Um, anyway, so yeah, let us know if you want to get involved. DM us, socials, get involved. DM me, DM Liam, DM Sam, whatever. Uh, if that's if that's the kind of thing that you are that you are interested in. Uh, anyway, we'll finish up with a lovely little game called Fake News. Yeah, I wanted I wanted more enthusiasm there. Oh shit. Was that a clap? That was a clap. Was that a clap or is that just the sound from your mum and dad's bedroom? <laughs> <laughs> See Liz's face, Liz's face just perked up so much then. Or his dad and his brother. Now nah, Matt's in Leeds. Matt is in Leeds, to be fair. Matt is literally about two minute walk away from me right now, so I can't even brick his house or really wanted to. <laughs> Um, right, let's find the good one of these uh, fake newses. Let's have a little look. Um, right, okay. Real or fake? Jeremy Corbyn holds press conference to announce the support of UB40. Um, so, yesterday... Labour leader Jeremy Corbyn held a press conference with the band UB40, obviously not yesterday, this was from 2016, um, to announce that he had their support. At a press conference, Mr Corbyn said, I'm delighted to receive the endorsement of UB40, one of the most successful British reggae acts of all time. Then he smoked a big fat spliff after that, um, which is probably how he came up with a lot of his policies. Anyway, uh, is that is that uh, <laughs> is that real or fake? Well, the spliff bit is bollocks. That doesn't say that on there, does it? No, I made that bit up. Right, yeah, it's, yeah. it's true then. Well, if Corbyn's biggest fan says it's true, I'm going to go true as well. Congratulations, you're both correct. That was absolutely real. I remember it. I, rem- I remember at the time. I remember the UB40 being like up the jezzer, basically. Up the jezz. Fair play, fair play. Jumping on the populist bandwagon there. Um, yeah. Not really. What do you mean, not really? It was, define what you mean by populist. It was a bit cool at the time, wasn't it, to be like a Corbyn fan for a bit? Yeah, oh, if you yeah. were a student, maybe. Youthquake and all that, or yeah. supposed youthquake. Mm, yeah. Well, yeah, a lot of people who liked him were people who weren't old enough to vote. Uh, so, <laughs> including me at the time, actually, which was... Were you, Bill, was it you at the club recently where they start? They did Seven Nation Army or whatever, and people started up chanting Ojo. Oh, mate, don't even. I was at <laughs> a, a night out in Freshers. Where were you? Indy Thursdays. I thought it was Indy, yeah. 
Yeah. Um, and yeah, that we were just, yeah, Seven Nation Army came on and people were chanting, oh, Jeremy Corbyn. Honestly, right, the left and the right, both of them need to grow up because the right are holding on to Donald Trump. The left are holding on to Jeremy Corbyn. Shut up. They're both in the mud, <laughs> right? So stop holding on to them. They're not coming back. They're not going to be in power ever again. So shut up. You're just as bad as each other because the right think that people who love Jeremy Corbyn are dickheads and the left think that people who like Donald Trump are dickheads. You're both dickheads. That's from me to you. Anyway, uh, that was, thank you very much for listening to the Party Politics Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> what a way to end it! I don't know where that came. I don't know where that came from. I just that was a bit of anger so in me that just flared up from uh, from nowhere. To be to be honest, hey, calm down. The Thatcher's rose. I know. Yes, yeah, it's, it's one can of Thatcher's rose, and I'm uh, ready to ready to go, mate. I'm absolutely absolutely raring. Yeah, be careful. Be careful. Um, yeah. Have we all enjoyed ourselves? Sam, have you enjoyed yourself? Loved it, mate. That is good. Enjoy the rest of your week, mate. Until the rest of your week. What about yourself, Liam? Course, mate. Quality. Always, always. Um, yeah, I hope your the rest of your week is shit. Um, <laughs> thank you for listening to the Pint of Politics podcast. We really appreciate all your support. Please get involved with our social media. We are at Pint of Politics on Twitter. We're also on Instagram. Uh, we're on TikTok as well. I haven't actually uploaded to there in a while. Maybe I need to like do something like really wild and drastic. Huh? No one misses it. Well, uh, mate, I got about four and a half k views on one of them. Was that the one you do? Like, it was what, what was that again? It was uh, it was that sound where it's like, oh, a double. Fuck, oh yeah, that one. Yeah, talk about how the Tories have less in power. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> about fifteen years if Keir Starmer doesn't fuck off. Um, anyway. <laughs> Get involved with our socials, please do. Get involved. We've got a website, www.pintofpolitics.wordpress.com. But if you want to read anything new on there, then you're fucked because I haven't posted anything for a very long time. Uh, so just go back for the archives. There's some good stuff on there. Um, yeah. We will see you again next week. Thank you very much and take care. Mm-hmm.